0: This Randy Cross edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's propswap.com promo code SGP we also brought to you by underdog fantasy, sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code S G P N and receive a free $25 entry to use in best ball mania two for a chance to win $1 million. And of course, don't forget to download the S G P N app in the app store or Google play store. This
1: is Randy cross. You're listening to S G P N let it ride.
0: Get your shine box. Ooh, welcome everyone to the Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, stacking that money green with my partner in picks, Ryan, real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer dog?
2: Stacking that
0: money. Stacking mm. that money. Joining us as always when we talk college football, Kobe did AKA The Dan to base Two days. <laughs> yes, we are uh, We're in it. We got a bunch of uh college football related content, interviews coming at you, of course. You gotta check out Colby, Dan, and Patty C and a bunch of other guests. NC Nick. NC Nick. Terrell. Team, team specific yes. uh beat writers doing 130 teams. More than
3: 130 now, because Boise State's got a 2.0, Liberty's got a 2.0. We, we
2: did green light the yeah. idea of a 2.0. If if yeah. Colby felt like he he didn't go deep enough, which there was a lot of discussion, but we did, we did allow the Boise state 2.0. So now I think we've laid down the foundation uh, much like the Supreme court has for collegiate Presidents. athletes. Where there's a precedent now. So now we can have a two point, we can have 260, uh, maybe some FCS I'm teams. Saying it, man. I'm saying, man. I'm trying to play to my likeness. We are in the dog days right. of summer, as <laughs> they say.
0: Getting ready for uh, football, of course, college football, NFL. You're looking to get in on the win totals, looking to get in on uh, player props, live betting. You can do it all over at winbet.com, W-Y-N-N bet.com. Head over there, download the app, and uh, get that special offer up to $500 risk free sports. Bet terms and conditions apply. But again, just fire up that win betting app. You're listening to Colby Dant talk about Navy football, how he loves the over, fire up the win betting app, get that deposit bonus, get mm-hmm. in on over uh three and a half, which is very reasonable. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about that uh later with our guest Randy Cross. Awesome interview with Randy. If you're a college football fan, NFL fan, we cover a little bit of everything And it's, I mean, uh, he was sweet.
3: part of two of the bet like the, the most memorable NFL games I can recall.
0: Yeah, you know,
2: so of that's course, both awesome. happened yeah. before nineteen ninety, <laughs> but that, <that's laughs> and not in a
3: dome, which is yes. what Colby likes. Yes, you not know, the- that's football. <laughs> that's football, guys. That thing in the dome—that's not football. All right, that, that's just you know people running around.
2: Well, bringing it back to the win, Sean. I know we're mm-hmm. we're done with that portion, but I, I did you know very recently I may have broken the cardinal rule of bringing the children to Las Vegas. Oh no. And I did show them the, the dome that we will be playing in come fall yes. over at win. the beautiful now that wind. dome
0: is going to have the football. blue wire, <laughs> blue wire podcast
2: studio. Uh, you know, we're getting there left yep. foot, right foot, baby NFL
0: week one. Uh, we'll be out there doing some shows again. Uh, make sure you check out winbet.com. If you can't make it out to the beautiful win in Las Vegas. All right. We're going to get to this uh, awesome interview with our boy, new friend of the program, Randy cross. But before we do it, so uh, this week's edition of <laughs>
1: SGPN presents Real Men of D-Gens.
0: Real Men of Gens. We salute you, Frank Reynolds. I know who you're. I know what you're thinking. Who is Frank Reynolds? Great question. Frank Reynolds is a rancher who was unfortunately pinned under his ATV for two days. Don't worry, he survived. How did he survive? He survived only by drinking beer. That's right, beer. Ice cold. Hopefully a Coors light. This is how this man survived for two days. They have a photo of him in the hospital. Bloody eye, bloody shoulder. He's got all these wires running out of him, but he's got a big smile on his face from surviving on beer for only two days. So we we salute you, Frank. Reynolds, and of course, real men of Dgens, presented by Prop Swap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. That's right. Maybe you were at the Win Las Vegas like uh, Kramer in the off season. Got yourself some win tickets. Uh, you know, getting in on some win totals, maybe even some uh, futures, and all of a sudden the team's playing really well. You want to sell? You can do it over at PropSwap.com, or you can buy. And of course, if the the price you're seeing is a little high, lowball. They have a they have a sweet bidding option, ensuring you uh, get the best price on the sports tickets that you're buying and selling. And when you head over to PropSwap.com, make sure you download the app. But more importantly, use the promo code SGP get that free $500 in bonus cash. PropSwap.com. Joining us on the line, three-time Super Bowl champ and college football analyst for CBS, Randy Cross. Randy, uh, appreciate you making time. How excited are you that we're almost in football season?
1: I'm uh, I'm pretty excited. I'm getting to the point now where I'm just sort of stocking up on my game film from last year and looking at that early month of the season and then going back and watching like the last month of the season for them uh, and just trying to get as many, you know, game tapes in as I can. And it just helps. It's, it's especially for the coming year. Cause you know, there's, they're sure there's going to be a lot of new faces, but especially with some of the really good teams, those guys that have been around.
0: Well, yeah. And, and speaking of breaking down some college film, what, uh, and going back and looking at the film has any, any particular player any particular team kind of jumped out at you that maybe didn't get the uh the shine they deserved last year
1: well he got some shine it's just I think people um, had a bad case of amnesia on Louisle uh, out of Clemson you know it's i I, I found it really amusing this offseason early on talking to people about you know, like the Clemson Georgia game and Clemson in general. They're, you know, big meeting with Miami, all of that stuff about the ACC, um, and it was all people were saying. Well, you know, Georgia is going to get an inexperienced quarterback in there. Um, you know, going against JT Daniels and against that defense, it should be a real advantage. And I was, well, wait <laughs> a minute, I think this is the same guy that started like four games last year. Yeah, you know, when Trevor when Trevor Lawrence. Had COVID,
0: yeah, that um, might have been a uh, blessing in disguise for them. That he got some early looks. Oh yeah, I mean, you look at that
1: Notre Dame game. I've watched that twice. Um, There's not much to criticize about what, at least what he did in that game. He he played really well on the road, and that's what you always want to look for, especially from a young player. It's not so much how they react when they're at home. It's get them on the road, get them in adverse situations. How do they? How do they do? And you know, he did really well and he's just physically starting to really get it. You know, he's just now maturing into his body and everything else, which is a scary thought considering he's what, six four, six five and about two forty. Yeah. Uh and, and can run. I mean, he's he's a he's a lot like Trevor Lawrence, but he's a little beefier. Yeah, yeah. Good I was gonna
2: good say comparison. when things break down and you're six five, 250 it's a lot easier to yeah. just take Take issues <laughs> into your own hands.
0: Well, and and you mentioned yeah. uh, a rookie quarterback there. Obviously, you uh, had a great career with the 49ers, Very familiar, of course. They traded up to get Trey Lance in the draft. Big acquisition. I was uh, I, I was kind of skeptical, I guess, or, or didn't really understand the choice because it seemed like to me as an outsider and, and the way they're setting their team up that they have like a win now team, a, a team that could make another run at the Super Bowl, but then they're giving up all this draft capital to bring. In a rookie, it seems like they they got two different things going on here. What do you make of the decision? And and what do you think of Trey Lance?
1: Well, that's why that's why we're fans and they're head coaches and <laughs> general managers, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I I was really excited about the prospects of them either getting Mac Jones, yeah, who I thought ended up being a just a larcinous steal. At fifteen, and the league will the league will rue the day they let Bill Belichick get a quarterback like Mac Jones. I I have Um, Mac Jones
0: to win rookie of the year, and people think I'm crazy. uh, I go if they, uh, I bet they do. Yeah, (laughs) if he gets this Patriots team to the playoffs, he's going to win rookie of the year, and I I don't know. And I think he's going to eventually be the starter pretty early on in the season.
1: Yeah, and and I also really really liked Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Um, and I thought. In that offense, you get a piece like him. I know they got Kittle, like but pits and Kittle. You know, you, you you put him in that offense, um, and you can't really call him a tight end. He's going to do the same things in Atlanta, but you know, I, I just really think he's going to he's going to be something special. Now, you know, they they Lance may end up being an amazing quarterback. Maybe that's how it's going to work out. Um, he basically had a high high school in one year tape to look at. And obviously he's got a lot of upside. Um, but we'll see, you know, I, I look at quarterbacks all the time and it's not how long, how far down the field they can throw the ball. And it's not always just their accuracy or how fast the ball gets out of their hands. I always like to see that, that kind of 15 to 20 yard, that intermediate pass. Uh how they can throw that. If they can throw it in college, you know, if they have that touch in college, it's I think it's a great sign. Cause man, most quarterbacks, especially the, the great big studs, they try to throw laser beams 15, 20 yards down the field. And that's that's that territory where linebackers and safeties love to get picks. And if you don't throw a touch pass, they're gonna make you pay.
3: Sounds like a guy who played with Joe Montana.
0: <laughs> right? <Yes>. So <laughs>
1: Exactly. I They're was very, I was very familiar with touch
0: the, the, the master of the touch pass. Well, as an Eagles fan, I, I want to just uh, say thank you of course, for your involvement in the, uh, in the catch knocking the Cowboys out of the uh, 1981 <laughs> NFC championship game. Of course, uh, Montana rolls out to the right, throws up the ball to uh, Dwight. And you were, you were blocking on that place. I think, mm-hmm. what was it? A sprint option. Uh, right option. When the ball came out, did you think Dwight was going to catch it?
1: Um, you know, having played basketball in the off season with DC and Joe, you know, it's, it's one thing people didn't know about both of them. They, they could play hoop, they could hoop up and they could also jump. They had some serious ups and didn't surprise me at all. <laughs> Joe put that where D he knew DC could get it. And it obviously, you know, it shocked the hell out of Everson walls, but <laughs> the whole whole Cow whole cowboy nation to this day. Oh, so it's not always you can get you got something that is forty years of legs, (laughs) but it's forty years now that I gotta listen to Cowboy fans go, no, that's bullshit. He was throwing that away.
0: No, come on. You could you could tell. Even uh, you know, everyone thinks I'm biased because I hate the Cowboys. But come on, clearly he was trying to throw it to (laughs) Dwight, and he put it where only Dwight could catch it. Uh, The pump fake. The pump fake. The pump fake was solid. Got him. Got him some extra time. We were uh, rewatching the clip in the office here, and I couldn't help but notice when they're celebrating, Joe Montana is not in. Everyone runs up to Dwight. They're celebrating. Joe Montana isn't in the group. Why? Why wasn't Montana's? Part of the celebration there. Cause
1: he was with me in the huddle or getting ready to get in the huddle for the extra point that was going to actually win the game. <laughs> um, because he was the holder and I was a snapper. Oh, really? I, mean, yeah, I, was, okay. the, I, I was the right guard. I, I snapped for field goals and extra points my whole career. And Joe held, gosh, the the better part of his, you know, that first 10 year period with Bill and whatnot, Joe was holder. So it wasn't unusual at all. That's where he was.
0: He was. He was already (laughs) on to the next play. Well, now, um, as far as that game, was that kind of the the game? Looking back on it, that really helped get the dynasty going. Get you guys some respect uh, as a team, knocking out that Cowboys team.
1: Yeah, relatively speaking, you know I I don't think um, you know, especially the the world of the football media. They came very, very late to the party for most anything going on in the West coast. Um, And it took them and they'll, they'll never admit this, but they had their heads so far up their butts (laughs) about, you know, power football and, and hard nose, you know, run football and and all that stuff, big man, all that, you know, and, and I played for a coach that said, you know what, we'll run at you. We'll run around you. We'll run through you. Um, we'll use fakes. We'll do all sorts of different things. So, you know, I, I, that was the first game where I think people sort of noticed the Niners and it really harkens back maybe to, uh, we had a game against the saints in 1980. Um, and to date me, uh, Archie Manning was the quarterback of the saints <laughs> wow. back then. Um, they had a 35 to seven lead at the half Oof. and we came back and beat them. No, that geez, was wow. the, that was the that was the NFL's greatest comeback until that and that wonderful Oiler Oiler Buffalo
0: Bills playoffs. Yeah, Frank Reich uh, getting the comeback going. Well, you you played with a lot of greats. I mean, one of my uh, favorite stories, just as a football fan, Ronnie Lott, nineteen eighty six, I think it was playoff game. He he's supposed to be playing, but he's got an issue with his pinky, and basically, I, I think the story goes they could either cast it. Or take the tip of the pinky off. He opts to to take the the tip of the pinky off and play the game. Where you uh, you were a part of that team, right? What was that like seeing a guy really just you know go to the limit for the team there?
1: Well, it kind of made sense. Not to a fan, obviously, but uh, you know, if you get, you you look at your pinky, it's not a very big bone. What is that thing about that big? Yeah. And he had broken it in a couple places. So they're going to have to put pins and all kinds of stuff in there. And that would have meant he'd have had to wear one of those great big um, cast things on his hand, locking these two fingers up and everything down. So he just sort of decided to just take that sucker off. (laughs) Um, It's, it's it's legendary and rightfully so. I think he's one of the best defensive players to ever play the game
0: well and and I gotta imagine that sets a tone in the locker room if some guy's you know on the edge of playing or not he's got like a rolled ankle or a hamstring when you see a guy like Ronnie Lott willing to cut off his pinky <laughs> did that did I mean not that people didn't respect him previously, but I imagine that within the locker room guys were like oh shit thanks for, uh, thanks Ronnie
1: well guys guys know yeah yeah there's that there's that term um because in football, especially once you hit mid October, to late October, man, everybody's hurt. Everybody's got something They're They got a bang down shoulder or a knee or an ankle or a pinky or something. And it's well known. There's, there's a lot of guys that would play with anything. And then there are guys that have to be right. You know, those are, those are guys we kind of always refer to as thoroughbreds. You know, (laughs) if if they could run like crazy, full open, you were in trouble but if they weren't full open, they weren't going to go. And guys like that don't last very long because yeah. that's one of the realities of professional football. Most guys that have played it for a while, I'll tell you is is you're playing with stuff that the average person would be on crutches or in a wheelchair or having surgery with, and you just, you know, it's it, you'd be amazed how many times sprained knees or sprained knees until the day after the last game. Then there are suddenly torn ligaments. Mm. And you know, sore yeah. shoulders are sore shoulders till the last playoff game, and you lose <laughs> in the week and the day after that. You know, surgery. You, you gotta have shoulder surgery. Yeah, um, that that happens all the time.
3: I still wonder how many how many players of today's generation. This is where you you queue in the uh, Clint would get off my lawn because my dad <laughs> says in my era they played football. And how many players today would actually cut their pinky off? I don't know that there's been that many.
1: No. Um. No,
0: not many at all. It's not a, it's not a business all. decision the modern player uh, would be making, I'd imagine. No. Well, and no. speaking of uh, business decisions, of course, the big news kind of uh, in the off season here for college football is the uh, NIL issue, where now mm-hmm. these players can uh, all of a sudden get paid for their name, image, and likeness. H- how do you think that's going to impact recruiting and, and just the the college game in general?
1: It, the NCAA, you know, if they have a role in football, it's their role in football is fairly minor, but uh, having this NIL come in kind of gives them something to do They're, They've basically been an enforcement body. That's been about it. Yeah. Well, you got, they better earn their money because this is going to, this is going to take some serious watching. You know, you're going to see compliance departments now are going to be as big as any other uh, department in athletic departments. Because it's going to take full time, you know. Groups looking after the old days when you worried about somebody stuffing a bag of money in a guy's backpack; those are gone. Yeah. You know, now you're worried about getting that mysterious ten ninety nine. Where'd that come from? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the know? kids. And, and, I have and, to pay taxes and, and, on and, this. And I got and I got news for these kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got a partner you've never had before. And it's uh-huh. not the university. It's not your teammates. <laughs> It's called the IRS. Uncle Sam, right? they
0: they get theirs
1: regardless.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be funny if some of the players were like, hey, before I didn't have to pay taxes on this, what's going on? Let's go back to the old days. Yeah. Now there's That's stuff in be, the-
1: it's gonna be it's gonna be a big deal. They're gonna have an issue. Yeah. they
0: are really gonna have well, an issue
1: because you talk about the rich getting richer. They they literally will get richer. And it's been nice to see some of the teams that aren't necessarily front of mind have companies step up and say, Hey, look, we're gonna sponsor and pay these offensive linemen or we're gonna sponsor and pay the linebackers or, you know, they're they're taking that approach. I think it's smart.
2: Well maybe we can talk to a masterpiece company, Web Apps America, who just signed a Masterpiece son for two million dollars <laughs> playing for Tennessee State basketball. So who knows uh, hopefully like we can get it. <laughs> maybe we can get some offensive line. Yeah. I'd love to,
0: and Randy, what uh, you know, as a guard uh, at UCLA, what kind of uh, sponsorships do you think they would have uh, you would have got, or maybe <laughs> looked to partner up with, I mean, in and out, you got some bigger guys on well, the offensive line. What's a, what's a good guard uh, sponsorship
1: in and out. wasn't a franchise idea. And the creator, <laughs> the creator's father hadn't thought about it <laughs> uh, when I was in college. Um, you know, I, I really couldn't tell you thinking back on it. Um, it was just, you got by on what you got by on. It was, it was not real lucrative. And that, what the thought of making money off it never at that point really entered your mind, you know, for today's athlete, it's, it's really going to be good that these kids can do this, but people have to remember there's nothing equitable, equitable about this, nothing zero. Cause that deal you just talked about masterpiece. Yeah. Um, that's a one-off and each team's going to have only a couple of one-offs for a good amount of money and everybody else is going to have to try to pick up some crumbs on some of these side deals and you know crumbs are crumbs you're making $5,000 in a year or something that's pretty cool as a college oh yeah a college student at least at least now we know where those diamond-encrusted Rolexes and <laughs> Spinning and all that rims. Stuff comes
0: from. Yeah. I remember on the campus of Penn state, Larry Johnson coming around some spinning rims. It's like, Hey, well, I don't know.
2: I don't <laughs> think you get that on the stipend. And I think a lot of people have said this, but I think, you know, to most people, like everyone thinks like it's going to be the floodgates are open Mo- to most college students. A scholarship is a very good deal for their services. And to your point, I think we are going to see some fun outliers. We're going to see some top guys like maybe DJ with Clemson. He hinted at a Delta deal on his, on his Twitter. Yeah but, but I think for the most part, I think it's what Randy said is correct. I think uh, the big news stories are going to come out of the, 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 what happens in the dark side of business taxes. Maybe you didn't stand up to your side of the deal and the lawyers are coming after you. So I think on top of compliance, I'd be curious to hear your take Randy, but it also seems like these universities are going to start having to offer these tangential services to these kids, whether that's a creative department to help with their marketing well, campaigns or or a PR department. Well,
3: think of like SMU in the 80s with Dickerson and Craig James. Oh, I mean, look, they, they got the death free. penalty. That was tax-free, <laughs> but I wonder if a, a smaller school emerges with a lot of resources like that. But uh, what's your take on that, Randy? Well, I mean, it's
1: it's it's going to be out in the open. Yeah. And, and every, every guy now has an opportunity to hire an agent or a representative um, to basically market them. And that's something that's been kind of ignored in this deal. When, when I read that initially, I kind of went, Whoa, what, you know, you can actually have a marketing team <laughs> selling you. Uh, that's, that's going to be fantastic for them. So it's, uh, I think it's better. It's great for the, for the young men. I'm not thoroughly convinced it's going to be great for the game because it really has no, I don't know. It really doesn't translate unless, you know, are are they going to start looking like NASCAR
0: cars (laughs) and and then have guys going to have, patch and all, <laughs> all this over stuff the place. all over
1: them. I mean is that how they can they do that I mean is that Yeah it seems,
0: it seems like they didn't figure a lot of this stuff out uh and, ahead of time No seemed, you're ki- you're kidding <laughs> the NCAA
1: would No
2: nah. and, and they're punting to the state I, I agree I think there's really little involvement to football and I think we'll see that the second the the big like TikTok star I think the what, LSU gymnast has like 5 million TikTok I think you're going to see non football players getting paid too and then people Because of the social media exactly yeah. be, and then people will realize well, this has less
1: Who was was the kid that uh kid, he was he's (laughs) probably 30 now that was the uh wide receiver at Colorado that was the downhill skier. Jeremy Bloom. Yeah, Jeremy Bloom that got worked because he had. I mean, there we haven't had we haven't really had amateur athletes in a long time. (laughs) You know, and and, and when people say a long time, I go, yeah, at least 40 years, because all I know is. When Carl Lewis ran in the 84 Olympics in LA, about three years later, his house was broken into. And I remember reading in an article that he was missing up to 250 to $400,000 in jewelry and artwork. And I'm going. Well, no, wait a minute. These guys <laughs> don't make any money. They're kind of all right out of college. How does that work? Yeah. What was, I mean, well, how exactly? Where, where else is Carl
0: Lewis getting all that artwork money? You know, come on. <laughs> exactly. You know, it you, donated. Yeah. You don't get artwork He's money.
1: sophisticated.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. No,
1: and, no. Ask, ask Hunter Biden. That stuff's
0: expensive. <laughs> uh, as, so the NIL that that it's kind of uh, shakes things up competitive wise, mm-hmm. but also now we got the uh, the 12 team college football playoff uh, right around the corner. What do you think that impact is on uh, on college football? We've always been advocates of hey, let's make the playoff bigger as, as guys who like watching games and you know betting on yeah. games. It's more action, more playoff games. Are are there potential downsides? Do you think it'll help? Yeah. The comp the competition at all or it'll just be the same teams ending up in the finals uh moving on
1: well I could give you a, a long extended answer about you know my opinion but I'll tell you it all comes down to <laughs> yeah making right the money here. simple it's a lot Johnny Manziel. You know, you know what is the TV deal is ends in 23 24 or something like that yeah I, uh, some it's got two or three or four years left in it So I think one of the big components of this, the 12 team playoff is going to be, you're going to have to extend the TV deal. So first you'll see the TV deal have like a seven year extension. So it'll have 10 years on it now. And it'll be, if you thought the last number was ridiculous, wait till you see this one. Uh, And once you do that, then you can lock in, you know, where you're going to slot in the bowls, where you're going to slot in the teams, where they're going to play. I'm not big on the 12 team idea. You know, I, I still think we have bowl games. I, I'm like, people don't go to bowl games. People, unless they got some action on it, don't watch a lot of bowl yeah. games, um, only selective. So I guess it will increase audience that way, that way, Well, well but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fan. I, I looked at, you look at who was in the 9, 10, 11, 12 last year, ranking wise. And 12 was Indiana. Was it a travesty that Indiana didn't get a chance to complete, compete against Alabama and Clemson? You know, that's an ass whipping they probably could do without. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah it's, it's very true. I, I mean I and guess I, as a fan I would have watched that uh that game versus like what they ended up doing in the bowl game but I, I see from as far as like figuring out who the best teams are you,
2: you can say both in the same breath that we're excited to see more football games yeah. and that the 12 team playoff might not necessarily fix anything as far as other than like perceived access, right? To your point, yeah. some teams are going to get their ass beat in that first round maybe. And maybe that's great. Maybe, maybe we need that. Maybe it's fun to watch, but I also think I'm kind of with Randy, like I've heard people make the argument. I'd rather go back to to two teams uh, versus what we had today versus four, 12. And I think if you're making that argument, it's along the lines of like, we kind of are in a place where there's, there's a handful of really good teams and everyone yeah, I mean, else. It, it, If
1: if somewhere if somewhere here we have find somebody that wants to pay what a billion and a half dollars, two billion, three billion, or whatever a year. Um I I just don't buy that it's gonna have that gigantic amount of impact. And there's one problem that we're not talking about is just because there's a 12 team playoff and just because there's more money involved for the schools and for the bowl, the bowl system in general, does that mean all those guys that are getting ready to go to the draft this next year, are they going to play in all those bowl games? Are they going to play in those playoff games? Yeah. Are, are, are the guys that are in those 10, nine, 10, 11, 12, hell, the guy's playing from five down on those teams. Are they, are they going to play in those extra games or are they just going to say, they're going to tap out and say, I'll see you later and then that affects the quality of the game. Hell, we we all know it affected the heck out of the quality of the games and the bowls of the guys that didn't play.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So maybe
1: maybe that'll maybe that'll help. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think if you're advocating the playoffs that they would less li- be less likely to sit out cuz hey, it's a win and go on game. It's a good showcase. So or maybe that doesn't They happen. don't
2: care about the team they're playing for cuz this is the player empowerment era and most of the guys who would be thinking about sitting out, their real goal isn't winning a national championship. It's getting to the NFL fell. So yeah. To, Ran- to Randy's point, I, you know, I guess we'll find out. We'll but, find out really but soon, but we
3: gotta love yeah. the fact home games on campus. That home idea game, sold listen, me. Home games yeah. on
2: campuses and access to the smaller schools. Like at the end of the day, yeah. I would love to see a mid major. I mean,
3: Notre Dame or, or wherever, Iowa, whoever. Just the fact you're gonna see some cold football. These 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 uh, bowl games, with the exception of some of these, Colby chim- hates Bowl, <laughs> the Jimmy Bowl, and like Ohio- uh, Idaho or yeah. something. The rest are are all warm locations. I think it'd be compelling to see yeah. a. Full Florida go to Wisconsin or something in December. Right. Well, and
1: that's the story. But, I mean, but let's look, look at the look at one through twelve. Look at the bull rankings last year. Are the the final rankings last year? There was one Group of Five team in the top twelve.
3: Cincinnati, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, uh, and Luke Fickle's done a great job. No, and he's, somebody certainly. and somebody's going to snatch him out of there, no matter what anybody says. Um, but yeah, I don't know. If you're trying to make it equitable, I, I just I just think you got to include some of those. You got to include the guys out, coming out of the American. You got to include the guys coming out of the Mountain West. You I completely in- agree. Give the yeah. guys. You got to give those guys in the small in the group of five a shot. Or it's not equitable. It's not being fair to everybody. But. <laughs> you know life's not fair either so i should just get over that i
0: guess <laughs> well and uh we're we're our studio here we're only a few miles away from the rose bowl of course uh you're a ucla alumni. what what do you think about uh, ucla coming into the 2021 season uh, any chance there uh surprise some people in the pac 12 where where do you think they lie
1: i think they got a shot i mean obviously and they've they've kind of paid the price of giving this young man you know the experience, but they've got an experienced quarterback with some starts. Who's made some mistakes and made some great plays. Um, they've got a pretty good group of skill players. I think they're at the off at the line positions, both offensive and defensive. They're about as good as they've been in the last five, six, seven years, which is kind of where things have fallen off more than anything else. Um, I think they got a shot. I really do. I, know, I, I, I like them I, as it much, much improved. Eight and four, yeah, yeah. and, and nine, especially nine and three. I mean, I don't know that that would be a that'd be their upside, I believe.
2: And they're in a conference where no one is really swinging the big stick, and and I think that's what gives them the chance. Like Certainly
0: a live dog in there, and and especially with that system, it does seem like it'll take a little while to get everyone recruiting the right players, getting them to buy into the system. But
3: what about Randy? Lives in Georgia, yeah. The Georgia Bulldogs. This is the year for them to do it. If there is ever going to be a year, what's the hype? Are your neighbors uh, sitting there saying, "Hey, He's J.T. In dog Daniels"? I mean, yeah. <laughs> is-
1: I'm, I'm in I'm in Georgia. I'm in dog country. My my oldest daughter's got two uh, two daughters who are five and three. And one of the first things they taught them was "woo dog sickum" And that whole woo, 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 <laughs> at the kickoff and all that. Um, yeah, But I hear this every year. I'll be honest. <laughs> this, this is going to be <laughs> Georgia Georgia is the best 10 and 2 team in the country <laughs> <laughs> every year. And, it, and it, until and until they can break out of that mold. Yeah. yeah. It, it's um, it, it's interesting. Mark Rick
3: actually I believe has one more they fired Mark Rick and brought in Kirby Smart and I think both good football coaches but yeah. th- they fired Rick for doing this and thus far yes he, he would have one more win than what Kirby smart has done. So I, I, yeah.
1: I yeah, I just, I, I feel like it's, the I mean, same they've gotten, they've gotten close, they've gotten close and, and they got to the playoff and they got to the fire. They got right there as close as they could actually taste it. So I, I think JT Daniels is a kid that, that can get them there. It's a shame that they couldn't play him the whole year last year, yeah. I think they were, they would have had a pretty, pretty good shot last year with him. If he was healthy, but you'll you'll see a a different kind of Georgia offense, I believe, if they're willing to open it up. Georgia's been Georgia now for so long. I'm not sure if they can
0: kind of stuck in their ways. uh,
1: Yeah, there are certain if if their offensive playbook was a box of crayons. There are certain colors they don't touch.
0: (laughs) And they they
1: need to. They need to get a little more creative. They need a little more pink and chartreuse and pews. And they got to get out there on the edges.
0: Get a little wild.
2: Mix some Uh, colors up. Yeah, I mean they 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 picked a guy named Stenson last year to start again. So it's like you know decisions are decisions.
0: Another another uh, program you're pretty familiar with, Navy, of course. Uh, What do you think about Navy's chances coming in? uh, You know, coming off a weird season like many college teams. What do you what do you think of their odds going into 2021?
1: Yeah, I mean that's probably the strangest football season I know that Navy's ever had. Yeah, but it's you look at all those games and some of those circumstances through the course of the entire season. Um, you know, God bless Kenny Amatololo. He, he, he did something early on that not that many football coaches do. And that's 100% look after not only his kids, but his staff, the whole program and not want to expose them to any kind of potential danger. Yeah. Now there's our arguments about what kind of danger it was and whatnot for hitting. And, but he did nothing hitting wise. They just did drills. Um and and too bad because they kind of looked like it in that in that yeah. over against yeah. BYU. Oh, yeah. And it it took them steps through the course of the season. They finished three and seven. Um they are always dangerous when they have really bad years. Just look at, you know, Ken's been there. This will be his fourteenth year. Look at every year he's had a losing season. They snap back pretty good. And despite their schedule, despite having, I mean they open with Marshall, but then they have Air Force. And they get, they get Cincinnati and they get Memphis and they get, they go down to UCF, all those guys, Notre Dame. Um, I expect Navy to have a, a good year. Now, what number does that mean? I, re, I really have no idea because they're a team. They live and die by late wins. They yeah, live and yeah. die by having the ball, eating the clock and sort of slowly strangling their opponent. Wind, and, that, and that's wind, dangerous. Win totals at three and a half. I'm on the
3: over I Ooh. think Niamontololo, one of the most underrated coaches in America.
1: Yeah, four oh, scenes I'm definitely. Reasonable. I'm, I'm way over three and a half, personally. Yeah. yeah
3: I remember I think Arizona almost hired Niamatololo a couple of years ago. I I if you look at their program recently, they've had a ton of problems. So I think they're regretting not hiring Nia Montalolo. I think he's a great coach. Hammer that over if uh, any fans out well, there And if you want
2: to circle a spot since he's got a tough stretch of games before the Navy game where they have to travel to Navy. so, Perhaps we have a little sleep sleepwalking. Navy takes it down as a big underdog. Well, of course we're
3: going over on (laughs) Navy. We love we love Navy. Randy, what's your take on teams still running the triple option? Army, Navy, I think Georgia Southern, Air Force. Only a only a few of them out there left. What what do you What do you make of that?
1: Well, you know, I don't think there's anybody left that truly runs the option. Uh, These coaches have gotten so innovative by formation and and substitution and personnel of what they do with it. You know, probably Troy Calhoun at Air Force did the most initially with it as far as that goes. You know, he would run the wishbone formation, the inverted bone. He'd do all sorts of different (laughs) things. And Army does a lot of that now. Navy does a lot of it. Um, I think it's for those programs and you're trying to compete nationally, um, I think it's the way to go. Uh, you want to stand in to You want to stand toe to toe with a pro offense with Notre Dame. And you're one of these guys that can't recruit that kind of kid. There's what, only what one result. What about but as a
0: lineman what, uh, blocking uh, for the triple option? Would you rather be blocking for something like the triple option or, you know, some of these innovative air raid uh, programs as a, as a lineman, what would your preference be?
1: Yeah, I, well, I'm a little biased. Cause I mean, we were my first two years in college, we ran the wishbone the second two years in college, we ran the Houston veer So I spent my entire college career, whether I was playing center or guard with all my weight on my hands and coming forward. That's to me is doing Navy games and getting to sort of get back to my roots uh, in those games is a lot of fun for me because they are downhill. And that's what makes them hard to play for teams. I mean, if if you get a team that's playing like Navy on a Saturday and is going to play like the following Thursday or, you know, Friday or even the next Saturday, that's a tough, that's a tough one for them because Navy may be a lot of things, but physical, they're as physical as anybody. These guys play and everything about them is Smash mouth. I, I
2: will say, as a, as a and
1: off the ball.
2: Yeah, as a fan of Virginia Tech for many years, like having to play Georgia. No matter how the Georgia Tech game went, it was you, the team was beat up the next week because what? you just it was it was sixty minutes of just a, but, a fight.
3: But that's my argument, man. It's like Nick's. I heard Nick Saban uh, talk about how our, when he played Army and Georgia Southern, they gave up the most. Alabama gave up the most uh, defensively, giving up yards per rush. And I'm like, well, why? If you're Vanderbilt or someone, yeah. why not go to it? Cause you got to play Bama. You're not going to win that recruiting battle. You know what I mean? Like just try to get creative. Why is no one doing it? We saw Nebraska and Georgia tech have success. Georgia tech won an orange bowl doing it. Uh, yeah. w- w- come yeah. me, w- why do you think that is Randy
1: um, perception, which bleeds into recruiting, which bleeds into NIL sponsorship, <laughs> everything else. <laughs> Um, if you remember, there was a certain little, like six foot five, six foot six receiver who played for Georgia tech yep. when they were running the ball 50, 60 times a game by the name of Calvin Johnson <laughs> Did and, it right for himself. And, and, and the Calvin Johnson's of the world that have faith in coaches and are willing to play in that kind of offense. They don't exist right <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Those guys go to the big dogs and yeah. that's, that's, that's what scares people. But well, when you look at, look at Kansas, why in the hell shouldn't Kansas yeah. run it? Like yeah. you said, you mentioned yeah. Vanderbilt. Why in the hell shouldn't Vanderbilt do that? And there's code, there's teams all over the country that could do that. But, you know they I, think they're gonna think miss they, out think, on guys.
0: Yeah, I think they have to be real with themselves. Like you're not getting a five star quarterback recruit, though he's just never gonna come to Kansas. Well, and, so
3: and doesn't your fan base want to make a bowl? It's almost like an automatic bowl birth. If, if you go to this, because no one
2: runs in the NFL, yeah. and that's that's yeah. the, that's a debilitating yeah. factor. But and back-
1: plus, o- o- offensive line wise, it's a big it's a big detriment too. Yeah, because you look at you look at the NFL, you look at the big boys in major college football. How many downhill running teams are there?
0: Well, and if you're an offensive lineman that thinks he has a shot at going pro, don't you want to get some good uh, pass pro on film? Is isn't that part of the issue?
1: Mm, Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, there you go. That's that's a big part of it. It it wasn't when I came out because I mean the majority of college football back those days were some form of the option. Everybody was running the wishbone or something like that. Uh, SC was the exception. But SC was running the power eye, you know, with student body right and student body left, and just hitting you between the eyes. So yeah, it was uh, it, it. It's different, but the the recruit from the recruiting standpoint, it's what it scares a lot of athletic departments and it scares a lot of fan bases.
3: I, I just wonder though. You got to zig when you zag. We Mike Leach, friend of our a friend of the program here. He, you know, he came out and was doing the air raid back in the '90s when no everyone was like, "What the heck is
0: this?" Yeah, because you couldn't compete yeah. recruiting. He he came up with a different solution. So I, and well, maybe going back to the yes, triple option yes. is it <laughs> makes sense for some this of the is,
2: schools. We've <laughs> also fulfilled the dream of Colby to talk about the triple option <laughs> on the show here for for almost <laughs> ten you. minutes. So
1: thank thanks for you for uh, <laughs> indulging him. Hey, but, but but Colby brings up the triple option and whatnot. But what, for instance, what a guy like Mike Leach did in the uh, off- from the offensive side, do you remember, it wasn't that long ago that the NFL wouldn't touch a quarterback that was a system guy? Yeah. yeah. Yep, How yeah. many of those guys coming out of the air raid and coming out of some of these other offenses in Kentucky or whatnot, the, the NFL looked at it and went, nah, I don't know about that. Well, now those coaches yeah. are offensive coordinators and head coaches in the NFL, and they're running all that stuff now. Say, look at so Spur, those yeah. kids that, that grew up playing seven on seven. Now it's right across the board from high, from ninth grade into the pros. You're teaching the same concepts and the same, and it, it's a huge advantage now for these pro coaches.
3: That, that's why if I'm the Detroit Lions, look, you've won one triple playoff on. game, <laughs> triple option. You've won one playoff game in like sixty years, right? Why not? Why
0: well, they not? certainly have the running backs for it, and uh, maybe oh, I thought you were going to say Mike Leach. Oh, <laughs> uh, that would be a, that would be a great that fan base with uh, Leach as the uh, head coach would be would be pretty awesome. I mean,
3: that, that's a good move too, though. I mean, anything right now, you've been losing so many one. Playoff win in yeah. sixty years since what Bobby Lane? Yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> if there's 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 two programs I would love to see win a Super Bowl, just because of the the fans and their loyalty. One to be Detroit, the other one would be Cleveland.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Cleveland I mean,
1: had to, Cleveland had to swallow that so-called. or well, this isn't a franchise team. We're just bringing them back.
0: <laughs> okay.
3: I mean, I mean you gotta like the Browns going yeah. into this year though. Well, right? Let's just wait till after
2: oh, Baker yeah. because Baker's already got too many commercials. We don't we don't need more Baker commercials.
0: <laughs> um yeah, Detroit and Cleveland, you're right. Just two God fan bases em. and they haven't they haven't bailed on the team at all. They're still as passionate and still supporting them. Um, I, I know talking a ton of football, and of course you can get more uh, Randy Cross football over at randycross.com The Randy Cross podcast also hit on a bunch of other topics. I know you're a big barbecue guy, uh, big smoked meats fan. What is a? Do you have a go to uh, dish for like a football Sunday? You're hanging out all day. What's what's the go to move there?
1: Well, football Sundays, I'm usually eating at an airport. Oh so yeah, coming I'm back coming from back from a college game. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I do like. I, I don't mind cooking stuff and keeping it and, you know, telling my wife, Hey, look, go in the refrigerator, freezer, take out this. It'll be fine by tomorrow night for dinner. Um, I just did a big pork butt. Mm. Uh, I've got a pork belly over here, defrosting on mm. the, on the counter <laughs> that I'm going to cook up that I'm going to cook up tomorrow. And I got some ribs probably for Friday or Saturday this oh. week. and. To, I, I just love doing that.
0: Do you do it with the ribs? Do you marinate them ahead of time? Because my dad is a huge advocate of like the overnight marinade. What do, what do you do to get the ribs ready?
1: Um, I trim them a little bit. I take this you know the the skin off the back. Oh, that, yeah. that wonderful stuff that drives you crazy. I take as <laughs> much of that as I can off. Uh, and I rub them. I don't I don't marinate them. I'm not a big marinade guy. I want to taste the ribs, not the sauce.
0: Yeah. Get a nice little mm, dry, little dry rub, rub on those ribs. It sounds like
2: we should come <laughs> over this weekend, Randy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Get, hang out, get a get a barbecue going. Well, Randy, uh appreciate you calling in and uh giving us your time. Make sure you give Randy a follow on Twitter at Randy Cross FB and uh, check out the podcast over at randycross.com. Thanks a bunch, Randy. Appreciate it.
1: No problem, guys. My pleasure.
0: Oh yeah. Man, Randy, true football guy. If you're a football guy. Know where you gotta be in the trenches over at underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN. Get a free uh you basically they you, they give you a free $25. You can use it on anything. But if you're a if you're a hashtag, only, hashtag only, why are you using that on your chance to win one million dollars over on the Best Ball Mania 2 entry? Again, Best Ball Fantasy, uh underdog.com, uh, underdogfantasy.com, great platform. Awesome, uh, awesome place to draft and use that promo code SGPN get a free twenty five dollar entry. They have a lot of other options, uh, other sports. You can you can do, uh, parlay some other props. Check them all out: underdogfantasy.com, Promo code SGPN. Colby, you got your wish. You gotta talk about the triple option. Congratulations. Yes! That was what, ten
3: minutes? Did we clock that <laughs> in? Uh, we should do a triple option segment on every guest not, we have on. I mean, not only that, but he
2: was complicit in the conversation. Yes. Mm. This is uh we didn't have to force him. Se- seemed like a, another gentleman who enjoys just talking about football in July.
0: <laughs> yep, got a nice uh Hunter Biden dig in, which was uh, pretty funny. Could be could be a new spirit. The, the, the Ronnie Lott story is really what what's stole, what stole. Again, show, yeah. Right? Like, like I always thought Ronnie Lot that story of uh, of cutting your pinky off. I thought that was something I just heard on the playground and was urban legend, you know, like, Oh you know, Like the chick with (laughs) the frozen hot dog that you find out. Oh wait, that really wasn't a girl who went to my high school. That was just some urban legend that, that got (laughs) passed from school to school (laughs) all these years. Well,
2: what's funny is now I
0: I always thought it was urban legend. I didn't realize it was real.
2: Well, and what's funny is now completely unrelated to a, a, a grown man cutting his pinky off to play football. Like those urban legends still live. Of. Hearing them coming through the children now, it's pretty funny. because so, they. So, they the question do. was, Mike,
3: but, was Mike Vrabel then serious when you said he cut his oh, dick 100%. Off. But what, I guess what I'm confused what, what he kind of told
2: the he story. Ronnie he kind of told the story. It was like, not a big deal. Like, obviously, you're going to cut off your pinky yeah. versus putting pins through this tiny little baby bone. It was a different like, era. It was a different yeah, era. Yeah.
0: I, I still would have played with the cast. Don't uh, you think that he, he I and, think there's a middle ground there. But again, that's me. And the most, the, the real down of the story was that they ended up he played in the game and they mm. ended up losing 17-3 uh, to your New York Giants right.
2: Well, that was back a, when that, they were a viable that, that was a tough <laughs> team. That was, you know, before Belichick uh, defected to the filthy filthy <laughs> fighting crafts.
0: Oh, all right. Well, uh, thanks again for uh, Randy Cross for checking out the show and and coming on and of course thank you guys for tuning in, listening. Let's get you downloading the app. Again, we got some big stuff contest-wise, some mega prizes uh potential Given out, so you want to download the it's app. Exclusive place to get involved in those contests.
2: And honestly, Sean, as this is hitting your ear holes, audience, mm. you are you are less than two weeks away from what I think will be the beginning of our NFL preview oh content. which God. It's crazy to think about, but we're less than two weeks away from August. Sean,
0: August is coming. Holy football shit. is coming. Everything's happening. Download that app, SGPN, in the app store, or Google Play store. So you don't miss it. And of course, check out the College Experience. Get, uh, give Colby a reason for a living, and download all <laughs> these 130 well, college football episode previous. I want to
2: get a little PSA. If you are a college football experience fan and you're struggling with the new Apple. Console because it's shit. Yeah, it is Because shit. they're yeah. because it's it's not made for feeds that are putting out so many hot, hot episodes. Check out Overcast, downloads well, all the episodes for you. Just well, just hear me out. Or in the app. Yeah. Or in come the on, app. Ryan. Well, I'm just
3: giving people <laughs> options.
0: Uh, but the option one should be our app. Perfect place well, we to, gotta talk to the, Sounds
3: like you're talking triple option right there. You got you got the, <laughs> the we, app app to talk, we gotta talk, we got We gotta talk
2: to the app guy about a download all button. But anyway, Listen, the, there are how many episodes to catch up on now
3: Oh, we're like fit, We're in the 50s. Let's say you, yeah. you just, you're just coming back to yeah.
2: football. Cause you're a normal human. Mm. It sounds like <laughs> you have a couple, you're going on vacation. You got a couple long drives. Tune out the family, throw the earbuds in, yeah. get it done. Would Let's you rather go.
3: learn about UTEP's backup running <laughs> back or hear your wife talk about how she hates driving through the mountains? Uh,
2: she might she might be <laughs> into it. <laughs> yeah. You got the Dramamine. Participating
0: in the Sports Gaming Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean Stacking the Muddy Green, and he is Ryan.
2: Shout out to Randy Cross, also former collegiate rugby player.
0: Kramer, let it ride.